From the Cats Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. Crystal clear skies with a kickoff temperature of about 22 degrees. Outstanding at IG Field in Winnipeg as the Tiger Cats and Bombers kick off Friday night football on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Bubba O'Neill and along with Andy Fantuz. And it is time for Speaking with the Enemy, presented by redtag.ca. And folks, you do know him well as a sports journalist with the Winnipeg Free Press. He's also the president of the Football Writers of Canada. Jeff Hamilton, appreciate you and uh, certainly happy to kick off the season with you. Baba, my man, how you doing? Great to hear your voice, and uh, Andy as well. I'm sure we'll hear his voice uh, too, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's uh, it's Christmas for everybody that loves the three-down game. Start of the, start of the season, obviously that kicked off yesterday, but uh, perfect to get this thing going with you guys right away. Jeff, you have a team that came up short in a heavily favored Grey Cup last year. What's the environment been like coming into training camp this year? You know, it's interesting, right? Because that's obviously the first question that gets asked on the very first day of training camp. And it's uh, and those questions have been asked throughout the last four weeks, really, closer to the season. And, you know, if you want to take them by their word, they are over it. Uh, you know, guys will say stuff like, this isn't the same team, even though we all know it's a <laughs> very close to the team last year. But they don't want to insult the new guys by bringing it up. They don't really want to. Uh, you know all those excuses, but let's let's face it, guys. These guys are absolutely, you know, they're a pr- they're they're a proud team. That was a tough loss. That was a, it was tough to get over that loss. Um, I imagine a lot of guys obviously did, and and they're certainly rejuvenated for a new season. But um, this is this is a year of redemption. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. A one point loss to the Toronto Argonauts last year in the Great Cup that not only stopped their championship run at two two in a row, but it ultimately ended you know, their, their chance to cement themselves as a dynasty. And so if they want to be considered amongst the best teams in, in the history of this league, they need to get the job done this year. You, you know, you can't, you know, as, as good as they've been, um, you know, you got to keep being winners. So uh, as much as they're hiding from that, I, I really do think it's in the back of their mind. I don't think it's something that going into week one thinking about, but it's certainly, it's certainly fueling them, I think, this year. And anyone who, anyone who knows this team, is, you know, this continuity has been crazy. Uh, they got 10 starters over the age of 30. So this is a team that you wonder how long the window is open for. So as much as as much as they're looking, as much as last year's in the rearview mirror, it's very much I think in the in the back of their minds as they uh, as they start this new campaign. You mentioned continuity and, and veteran uh, starters and leadership. There are not too many questions in that roster um, coming into this year, but have those questions been filled? You know what? They you know I think if you look at if you look at their 24 starters, right? All of them started at least one game last year. So the continuity is, is exactly where you'd want it to be. But if there is a hole that, that is filled, obviously, by bodies, but I don't think they're as happy or, or you know, solidified in that position right now is the interior D-line. And, and there's a big reason why. You guys got them. Casey Sales was a was a was a piece that the Bombers lost over the offseason. I think, you know, it was a it was a decision they had to make, you know, as guys you know, as you, as you have successful years, guys want to get paid, you know, want to get paid a little bit more. They, you know, this, this team's for sure benefited from guys taking haircuts and contracts, but they're still, they're still benefiting from raises every year. So one, one of the, the big pieces that was lost was a case in sales. And as much as there are, you know, Ricky Walker's a guy that has been on this team for a couple of years. He played in behind 
you know, he, he played depth piece last year and, and two years ago was on the practice roster. Um, you know, no disrespect to Ricky Walker, but he is no Casey Sales. And, you know, you looked at the preseason, if there was anything that, you know, kind of popped out. And, and mind you, we all know, it, you know the first-team defense doesn't play all that much. But when they did play, uh, they were susceptible to the run. And that's I think, is going to be the big thing, uh, big thing tonight. You know, you guys have James Butler on your side. You haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher on your, your roster since 2010. So I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really interested to see what what he can bring to your lineup. And certainly, if you're looking at any kind of weak side or hole that, well, obviously, filled might be a, still be a weakness. I, I would say the interior D line. Well, I, even though it's it's just speculation, I think anybody around this league to hear that there's a question mark in the Bombers D line uh, might get a little uh, a little excited to hear that based on the past few seasons. Um, what what is the strength of this team currently then? Zach Caleros, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, you know, this is a guy who, I mean, everyone knows his story by now. Gets here in two, 2019, you know, took a little bit of luck to get him from from Toronto, and and really, it's been, it's been, you know, leads them to their first Great Cup in 28 years, and the and the rest is really history. This guy brings, you know, he's a winner. You know, that's what that's what he does. He's 33 and five as a starter on this team. Uh, that's not counting playoffs. He's you know back to back reigning MOP. Uh, he just brings a confidence. Uh, to, to not just the huddle, which is you know, clearly his job, uh, and to the offense, but to the entire team. And, and really, you know, the strength in this team is, you know, you can talk about the continuity, you can talk about all those things, but it's really the leadership group. It's the culture, right? They have, uh, th- these guys have been able to build something here in Winnipeg that, you know, is no doubt the envy of the league. I mean, you've got a handful of guys, American players, that live in Winnipeg full-time. You know, they, they want to achieve, you know, the same success year in and year out. I mentioned earlier that, you know, there's lots of guys that have taken haircuts in their, in their contracts to stay here. Um, and so that really is the strength. It's just this culture that they have here. I mean, obviously they got excellent players. they got experienced players, all those things. But, um, you know, we've seen lots of talented teams over the years just not be able to put it together. And, and just with this, what this team's got brewing as far as chemistry and, and again, culture, it's, it, really is, it really has become the story of this team behind their success. Well, you look at the offense and the defense of the Bombers over the last couple of years, and really it's just been unbelievable with the efficiency. But in terms of efficiency on special teams, Mark Leggio at times seemed to be a bit of a pit for the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's been replaced this year by the likes of Sergio Castillo, a veteran kicker. We've had him here in Hamilton. W- was that something that had to happen, a change at that position? You know, you got to feel a little bit for Mark Leggio because if you look at the guy who's replacing him this year, as you mentioned, Baba Sergio Castillo, he only had 2% better field goal percentage last year. Um, The reality is Mark Leggio was okay last year. I mean, he was asked to do a lot. He was asked to do all three jobs. He was kicking, he was punting, he was was, uh, doing the kickoffs. And that that maybe was a bit too much to, you know, for him to chew as a a second-year player. And so... The reality is, 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 you know, while he was okay in a lot of different ways, when he did screw up and, you know, that was missing key field goals or, or one-point converts, they always happen to come at the worst possible time. <laughs> what I mean by that is, you know, game, week, game 10, right, the Bombers are looking to go 10-0, and 0, and he misses one at the end that could win and then misses another one in overtime, right? And then, you know, there, there's been a handful of opportunities where he, he'd miss a one-point convert, and then and then it would be an eight-point game instead of a nine-point game. It just it just seemed to happen at the worst possible time. And you know how important trust is in this league. If you don't have the trust of your coach, 
you know, you're, you're, it's, it's, it's an uphill battle. And ultimately throughout the year, and, and when you look at what happened in the playoffs, particularly in the Grey Cup, by no means was Mark Mayo the reason the Bombers lost the Grey Cup. But when you're, when you're missing opportunities that could put your team in a position to win, and you've had players like Sergio Castillo go 5-for-5 five five in the Grey Cup the year before, and in 2019 you had, uh, you had uh, Justin Medlock kick six field goals. You know, when, when you can't do that and, and you end up looking like the difference, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it just was a trust issue. And, and to be honest with you, I don't know if Mark Leggio had a chance at all. I don't know what he could have done, honestly, in training camp, especially after they signed Sergio, Sergio Castillo. But, you know, he's a young guy. He hasn't been in the league that long. And, and I could see another team taking a shot on him. Jeff, I don't think a lot of people expected Dalton Schoen to be back this year. Uh, but he is. And mm. coming off that magnificent performance last year, what? Can he improve? What does he need to do, and, and what, how does he fit in with this offense? You know, it's kind of crazy, right, because he, he didn't get really any looks. I mean, he got opportunities. He got some workouts from the NFL. But for a guy who, you know, for a guy who finished with 14, 41 receiving yards, 16 touchdowns, you know, both two, you know, two, two highs in the CFL last year, you thought he would get at least a shot. The fact of the matter is this guy just he, he's a CFL guy. He he picked up the waggle right from day one. He's he's been able to execute that and, and the success is great. Asking for him for better numbers this year might be a bit too much, but this guy is hungry, he's willing to prove himself and you know he's looking for another shot in the NFL. One last one to you there, Jeff. Uh I always like to ask guys out in the community in different communities this question, kind of some success and some up and down times with the Winnipeg Jets this year. Where are the Bombers sitting with the community in Winnipeg right now compared to the hockey team? Honestly, man, <laughs> while the Jets continue to trip over themselves and become a little bit of an S show, the Bombers just look better and better. And, I mean, look, it doesn't matter if you're in Winnipeg, if you're in Hamilton, if you're in Regina or anywhere in North America or around the world. If you're a winner, they're going to like you. And the Bombers have done a lot of winning these, a lot of winning these years. The Jets, not so much. And so, like I mentioned, you know, it's, it's not just these guys making it their home in the offseason. It's being part of community initiatives. It's wanting to be a part of it. It's wanting to talk to fans. It's wanting to be – wanting to, you know, have that impact in the community. So, this team, I mean, especially after – a handful of years, particularly early on in Mike, Mike, Michael O'Shea's tenure, um, they were dumping on this team. Now it seems like they can't do anything wrong. Jeff, we got to walk it off now, and thank you so much for being our selected guest on Speaking with the Enemy. Uh, you know, hope to chat with you on CFL this week, and until then we look forward to reading your calling, um, column about uh, tonight's contest. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. 